It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Hey, Michelle Mendoza, Adam Rosieri here to review the week, give you some of the news that made news this week. And we have the momentous task of looking through the news, unspinning it, and looking a little deeper for a message of hope, the God story in it all. Paul, Adam, hey, and happy Valentine's Day. Hey, hey, happy Valentine's Day indeed. I can't believe we're already looking at really, I think, part of Hallmark's favorite time of the year. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to thank you for the Valentine card that you sent to me as your dear friend. It was a funny one. Yeah, I'll share it with you here because I think our audience would, would appreciate this. But in a nutshell, I came across this meme and it was Lord Fauci. And it's something, frankly, that we could all share. We could give to our kids and they can share it with their classmates. It's a template. You could print this thing out in mass. And it's a picture of Fauci with hearts around him. And it says very plainly, you make my heart stop. Uh (laughs) It's perfect. It is so perfect. (laughs) I'm like, wow, Fauci, you really just really bring it, man. Thanks for that. That is (laughs) so I wonder if that's what he's giving his life this year. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, that's not the the only adorbs thing that that happened this last week. It was Groundhog's Day. And it's cool because February contains two events. Let me show you the meme. February literally (laughs) contains two events, Groundhog's Day and the State of the Union Address. Now, one is a meaningless ritual in which a clueless mammal... I'm sorry, this is so funny. Someone sent this to me. This clueless mammal prognosticated with no no basis in reality. (laughs) The other... Involves a groundhog. So, Michelle, who could the first one be? <laughs> I'm sorry. I really need to reread that and then cut that out because I'm laughing so hard. That was so funny. Someone sent that to me. Who, who would that clueless mammal be? I'm not quite sure. Would that be President Brandon? You're thinking. <sighs> but you're right, though. The groundhog is like, a, it's a cute little critter. And it looks, it look, I used to have guinea pigs when I was a kid. And this groundhog looks like a big guinea pig. And did you know that groundhogs? Basically, when they dig their little burrows, they expose deep, compacted soil to the atmosphere, and it helps oxygen get to the roots of plants, like trees and stuff. Um, And I bet they're probably pretty good for hugs, too, but I've never (laughs) tested that myself. (laughs) Now, that's kind of adorable. We get a little little insight. But there's a lot of other things going on in the news today. Let's take some of it on. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, speaking of that first clueless mammal, we did have the State of the Union this week. And it was more of the same. It wasn't anything that was really like attacking the real problems of our time, but it was more propaganda. It was more more gaslighting. President Biden spent really the first hour of the State of the Union address talking about the economy. But of course, the economy is in tatters because of his policies. And he was tooting on job growth, stating that he literally said verbatim, he said, I actually created with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs, more jobs created in two years than any from this total bogus claim about creating jobs, which, of course, we knew that the job boom was due to lifting the COVID restrictions and business shutdowns. He continues and and starts to mislead the American public on inflation. This inflation was a top issue, a top midterm issue for most everybody who voted because we all have to pay bills, right? And our dollars don't stretch nearly as far. And so instead of pointing his finger at out of control government spending, he started to blame 
president or the Russian leader Putin and the war on Ukraine. But if you look at a chart, basically it wasn't the war on Ukraine that did any of this. It was literally inflation started to go up just tremendously from the point of Biden putting pen to paper and executing policies that are really bad for our economy, shutting down domestic energy production. Like what a mistake. Um, Michelle, he even blamed crime on not on the defund the police agenda or eliminating bail, but he literally blamed crime on the pandemic also, as though it's like a like an after effect of COVID. He said COVID left other scars like the spike in violent crime in 2020, the first year of the pandemic. Like how out of touch is this president? A State of the Union address is supposed to be something that really addresses our societal problems head on and, wait, and also wait. offers hope. So are we're saying that getting COVID or maybe not being vaccinated caused like long-term COVID causes violence? Is that pretty I'm much? Too yeah. And I, I, apparently I'm sure he'll say COVID causes racism too. COVID that's causes everything. It. That's what's happening out there. I knew it. Yeah. I, knew. I mean, he, he had, even in the first few minutes was talking about gas prices are coming down. Yeah, they have to. They were the highest that they had ever been during his administration. Yeah. And some of this was just, it was sad, but honestly, pretty much every president gets up and we're, I'm just tired of the state of the union because it's just, Hey, let me just tout my own, how great I am. Yeah. Trump did it too. Let's just yeah. be really balanced in that. He did it too. And strangely enough, even more coherently than Biden. What's interesting, Michelle, is that you have all the Democrats that are sitting here saying that the GOP lawmakers were just acting like as crazy as like those in the British House of Commons, like standing up and yelling and putting their putting their fingers down like a thumbs down sort of thing. But I recall a time when Speaker Pelosi ripped up Trump's speech behind over his shoulder at the end of the at the end of the address. So no, you don't. You know, Never you, happened. Nope. No, never, nope. <laughs> never happened. Never happened. It's just such a double standard. It's ridiculous. And if we can't, if we can't work together at that level, then what are we going to do? We're just going to delay growth. We're going to delay bringing jobs to people, getting our economy under control, forcing national security. We have a bunch of lawmakers that are driven by their own self-interest and not driven by a desire to pursue better days and to make our country stronger. Adam, the pro one of the problems and the major problems that I know as you're watching, you'll be interested in is what's really happening to our nation and how long can we survive? We have a teenage mentality. Teenage kids can do stupid things, stupid ass things. Why? Because they think they're going to live forever. And we really have this idea that America is just going to live forever, but we're imploding from our own stupidity, from our own immorality. And we have this, let's not talk about that attitude right. we're going to call this out and we're going to talk about this over talk about it lie spin it but we're not going to talk about it when it happens from my point of view nothing right. to see here and that's where i wanted to talk about insurrection and that's a lot of our the topic of our program today is the insurrections that are happening all around us that no one is talking about. And there was one such insurrection that took place this week. Not a lot of people are talking. This about. is actually an insurrection that took place in a state that I was born in, Oklahoma. You had, uh, and by the way, I got to Texas as fast as I could, but no hate on Oklahoma. I have a lot of family there. Me but too. The, the, 
cool. Hey. But man, the Capitol, they almost overthrew the Oklahoma government, Michelle. These it's Lives Matter, Matter protesters. protesters. <laughs> My question I mean, to you is, the Black Lives Matter movement is ever with, hey, all lives matter. They have said that we're not saying that all lives don't matter. We're just saying we want to bring attention to black lives that are marginalized. And you know what? I get that. I think that is actually fair. It's also fair to say all lives matter, but I can see they're saying you're stealing our thunder, but they're strangely quiet right now with the trans lives matter protesters. And you know what else is strangely quiet? As they stormed the Oklahoma Capitol, the only difference was that this was Oklahoma, not D.C., and no innocent people were killed. Exactly right. You didn't have any Capitol Police officers shooting any 14-year military veterans who happened to also be small business owners. Cough, cough. Ashley Babbitt. We literally had these transgender activists swarming the Capitol to protest basically bills that would prohibit gender reassignment surgeries for minors. And to sit here and say that a 16-year-old can consent to a permanently life-altering surgical procedure that could result in total sterilization and then also bodily body mutilation is absurd, especially to consider that their brain is not even finished developing. So you had these people go to the Oklahoma State Capitol to protest things that lawmakers were doing to protect kids. Right. But you know what? Nothing to see here. The media is not really talking about it. We are. But the media is not talking about it. The fact that Oklahoma is one of 11 states prioritizing bills to protect kids. You might have seen some headlines coming out of Tennessee. There, Matt Walsh, a, a popular guy from the Daily Wire, had an exchange with Tennessee lawmakers. And he was trying to get an honest response from some of these Democrat lawmakers in, in the state of Tennessee asking, do you really think a 16-year-old can consent to such a permanent life-altering thing? A 16-year-old can't buy cigarettes, cannot buy beer, cannot rent a vehicle, but they can consent to puberty blockers. They can consent to actual genital mutilation. It's absurd, and it's so irresponsible. And you think about where the influences are coming from. What is the pressure towards this? It's money. Big Pharma makes $1.5 million per person who goes through a transition process. And never mind the permanent effects on that person's life. Never mind how they might feel after the transition. Because if you look at those who have transitioned, many of them show regret. And oh, by the way, there is no data that supports the fact that a transition will actually lower the suicide rate among those who are already experiencing some serious mental issues. And not only that, but I'm going to read from an article that a whistleblower had brought attention to. She's a, it was a former case manager at the Washington University Transgender Center in St. Louis. And Uh, The whistleblower is Jamie Reed. Now, this whistleblower was bringing attention to the medical system and how they are targeting and abusing children. I don't know if Jamie is a man or a woman, so forgive me, or something in between. But the person, she said... (laughs) (laughs) It's morally and medically appalling that therapists actually lack any protocols. They just use a guesstimate or whatever feels right for prescribing hormones to patients that have these life-altering consequences. But here's something else that we've talked about on on this show. Actually, if you look back at our last Thursday show with Rabbi Yitzhak Adlerstein, we talked about the fact that there is an upsurge, a social contagion among young girls that are now transitioning. But the funny thing, these are the same girls who have comorbidity of eating disorders, 
cutting, depression, suicidal tendencies. We used to hear a lot about bulimic girls or girls with anorexia, other eating type disorders and cutting issues. And it's huge among girls. Suddenly, now the problem is they were just all transgendered. But the funny thing is most of the transgender kids are in left-wing societies where they're preaching it in the schools. It's like they put it in the water or something. They'll have these health facilities treating these kids who happen to all run in the same clique. So you'll have several kids from the same school. And then the health facility literally, because as part of the requirements to actually go forward with this gender reassignment, you have to have a health professional actually like kind of sign off on it and say, yeah, I've seen this person and they actually need this help. The health facilities that actually do the work recommend who the kids should go to. And then also they give these health providers form templates that they can sign off on to help these kids fast track their gender modification process. It's absurd. They've literally system or they've systematically streamlined the process that kids can go through in some cases without parental consent. Exactly. And be happy if you live in Minnesota because they want to be a sanctuary state for kids who want to transgender. So if a teacher wants to just drive them over state line and say hey we're gonna make he a she boom we'll make you, we will make you a chicken from a rooster and one swoop. <laughs> if you want to identify as a dolphin we'll give you a dorsal fin Come this, on. Is cra- this is crazy though decades from now if we can save our country decades from now we're gonna look back on this as a very dark time a time where we allowed the system to abuse children where we allowed the system to take rights from parents this will not history will not judge this fa- very kindly and no, right no, so. no abortion. terrible stuff nor abortion, you know, have targeted the most vulnerable among us. And I always want to, as I say that, to be sensitive to women who have had abortions because it's painful when you talk about it and you say this is murderous, it's horrible, but you're a victim too. And it's important that you realize that there is healing and there is forgiveness just because it is something horrible and many of us were involved in it doesn't mean that there's not a pathway back. Everybody's been a victim to the lies and to the communication, real misinformation, saying that it's pro-choice, but not giving you all of the information so that you can make the best choice. That's a lot on our society, but not here. We're speaking the truth. Another kind of insurrection is in social media sponsorship. There's been a new investigation by the Washington Examiner that looked into a real crazy trend in the world of advertising. Secret blacklists are being compiled by well-funded groups And they're there to fight against disinformation, but they're blacklisting. Instead of taking what they think is misinformation and saying, okay, we're going to fight this with truth. Instead, no, we're going to blacklist it. Why? Because you can't fight it with truth. If you don't have the mental or the real truth ammunition, then the best thing to do is just to put it away. So there's these blacklists and they're being provided to ad campaigns to defund and shut down conservative news websites. True story happening it's out just, there. It's, it's so not shocking. and It's so par for the course with what they do. They're trying to basically suffocate alternative media sources and outlets. And then the thing is, if you look at if you watched the uh, some of the Twitter executives in front of Congress this week, Yoel Roth, who was responsible for censoring many conservative accounts, including politicians, literally said, unrestricted speech paradoxically results in less speech, not more. That's what Yoel Roth said to Congress. How absurd is that? Think about it. He said, unrestricted speech paradoxically results in less speech. 
No, it doesn't. More speech results in more speech. Freedom of expression is an inalienable human right. And more speech like, is the solution, right? If you can have more speech and you can basically point out things that are ridiculous and point out things that are genius, the best ideas Fight will Fight against it. And as we often say here, you know what? God says, come let us reason together. God's not afraid of that challenge. He's test me, try me, prove me. If God isn't afraid of your speech, if God isn't going to say, I'm going to shut you down, thou shalt not say anything that I don't like, <clears throat> then who the living right. heck are you? And on top of that, Michelle, this whole story that you just bring to, to light about these blacklists of conservative media, this is also, think about it, the Pfizer, the Project Veritas, Project Veritas Pfizer video that came out, we were talking about that the other week. Why didn't we hear more about that? It's because Pfizer is a major advertiser on mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC. They were not talking about the Pfizer story because it was so negative for their marketing client, Pfizer. So what's going to happen from all of this? You're going to see a parallel economy forming as it has been the last couple of years. And conservative media will thrive because people will know that what they see from CNN and MSNBC is not the truth. And that's why you have liberals watching Tucker Carlson on primetime and not Rachel Maddow and Joanne Reed, like these crazy commentators, right? Even the liberals will leave mainstream media and eventually the problem will fix itself thanks to the free market and all things. This is something else that you have to realize as you're watching, listening or reading that when you suppress, that's when things flourish. Even under persecution and prosecution, whatever it may be, the truth really eventually comes out. And sometimes it comes out big. This was such oh, a yeah. story. To set the stage, he had a, a House member just completely come unglued. And it was glorious, actually. See, Twitter execs testified before a House Oversight Committee. And the former officials at Twitter were talking about Hunter Laptop's story spread of, of suppressing that and they said you that was a mistake but they said it wasn't it wasn't really motivated by the fbi there wasn't a lot of <laughs> i don't really know of many no, there were no fbi working and th this house member kind of took them to task and said oh yeah i happen to know that there were nine that were working for you and by the way and you even shut down my account i know to my knowledge i didn't she said oh and by the way i have proof that you did <laughs> it was yeah. absolutely crazy and uh do you want to comment on this before i i so well stated you had bobert going off on ul roth and vijay gaddy and in a nutshell you had these congress members asking these twitter executives questions and in fact, the Congress members already knew the answers to these questions. Don't ever ask a question unless you know the answer. That's one of the rules. And as these Twitter or these former Twitter executives were trying to, I don't know, I guess deflect blame and go at this like, oh no, we were totally innocent the entire time. These members of Congress were like, your actions were terrible. Your actions were very detrimental to our country, to our democracy. And in fact, what you guys did actually did subvert the results of the 2020 election you guys did influence the election by Dude. censoring voices that needed to be that should not have been censored right and that's the fact of the matter michelle uh, bober went full mama you know when mom you remember mama. when mom came down on you it was like oh yeah. no you didn't you did this well, that and young man right that's you a scary she went thing full. let's just play a moment of her going full mama let's do it on these folks we'll fast forward just a little bit and hear you go. Publishers, not for editors. And it's clear you are not acting as publishers, you are acting as editors. And Mr. Chairman, I think it's far past time that we remove 230 protections for big tech platforms who are abusing this protection. 
And let me just say, I'm not angry for myself. I'm not angry because I was silenced. I can reach out to Elon and to his staff and I can see what's happened. And I can sit here today and hold you all in account. I am angry for the millions of Americans who were silenced because of your decisions, because of your actions, because of your collusion with the federal government. Way to go, Bobert. If mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> All right. Well, full mama. Went full mama. She went full mama, and she points out, too, because they're sitting here trying to say that they were not acting with the government. But tell me, why was the FBI going to Twitter proactively saying hey, we think that these accounts are in violation of your community standards and policies. What The FBI is not employed to help Twitter enforce its community guidelines. And in, in parallel of that, Twitter literally would censor people that were found not in violation of their guidelines. But then they, they would say something like, the context of the tweet was actually in violation when it wasn't. So they would basically make things up on the fly really at the FBI's guidance, come and Boebert asked these Twitter execs, how many times did you meet with the FBI? And they would say, oh, typical, I don't recall. I don't recall. Was what, it more was than it 10 five? Times? Yeah. Was it, yeah. Was it more than was 10? It, yeah. Was yeah. it more than 20? It could have uh -huh, been, yeah. Maybe. Was it more than, more than 50? Well, that might be high. I... Yeah. So, oh, by the way, your boss is Jim Baker, the former FBI general counsel. He's now the assistant general counsel at Twitter. Twitter literally became an extension of the FBI with that leadership team in power. And yeah, so there was a revolving door, a daily exchange back and forth where the, literally the FBI was helping Twitter enforce its guidelines on users, systematically shutting down accounts that really should have been allowed to, to thrive and post and be social with everybody And Bobert made it clear why it's important to you as you're watching, because she has some power there. We don't. If you've ever had your account censored or canceled or pushed to the back of the line, there's not a lot that you can do. There's no accountability. That's the accountability right there. Why is it important that a an armed section of our government <laughs> is targeting you. Let's see, if you're a Catholic, hold on to your pants, my friend, because you best not want to be listening to right. your homilies in Latin because the FBI is saying that Catholics who prefer Latin mass are white supremacists. They got their information, by the way, from the very well-debunked Southern Poverty Law Center, which <laughs> right. is just a left-wing radical hate group in itself. They really are. And yet many people in the media or even the FBI taking their marching orders there. Now, we only have about 15 minutes left of the show, so we're going to kind of change gears as we talk about insurrection this week in, right. uh, in the news stories. But but this story takes insurrection to a whole new level, and it's really sad. In New Jersey, a couple of Republican, actually, council people shot dead. Let's talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah, that that's crazy. That, those are... It, it's crazy to think about, right? And you wonder, are there parallels between these two public officials who were shot dead were these personal matters? Is it a freak coincidence? First of all, what is the heart of violence and why are people acting this way? In the, I know the case, the more recent case, the gunman was found dead also himself from a, gun, a self-inflicted gunshot wound. 
And so you got to ask yourself, well, you, you already know there's a mental health issue there, right? The guy shot himself. Or after is there something somebody. more nefarious? What's going or, on? Or why have we, at best, why have we devolved to a place where if we disagree with someone's politics, we've demonized them horrifically that some crazy person thinks it's okay to gun people down. But with these two both happening, is it copycat or is there something worse going on? And that's, we don't know that simply because we don't know the depths that some in power will go to to further their agenda and, and this is Michelle, crazy we already see the fbi acting as a version of the thought police right something that really is reminiscent of a totalitarian society where you are not allowed to think your own free thoughts and I think that that can fuel a lot of extremist activities. Definitely, it can fuel it can fuel feelings of desperation. Like you actually have no way up in the in our system. And as you see people resorting to violence, as you see people that are not being held accountable, you see our system breaking down. And when that system breaks down, you lose trust in your institutions. And that's what we're, that's what we're experiencing right now. And you know what? To hear about these two these two city council members that were murdered. In New Jersey, these two Republican council members hate to, I don't have a crystal ball and I hate to make it a guess like this, but we're probably going to continue to see acts of violence really on the rise, even against public officials. If we can say that's an extreme case, let's take it to the news media. Don Lemon losing it. There is no more decorum, professionalism. <laughs> we saw this one coming, Michelle. What the heck? He <laughs> lost it. He totally lost it. And he had to, He they had to remove him for at least a day. <laughs> Why not forever? He literally screamed at a co-host, Caitlin Collins. Caitlin Collins. Because she interrupted him. She did dared interrupt him with the racist what the heck eventually every pressure cooker needs to let off some steam right and like you're seeing that in a societal way we're also seeing that with don lemon himself and you cnn's new ceo chris licked and he's, he went to cnn knowing that he had a lot of work to do under zucker like that entire network started going into the tanks its personalities were just off the hinge not being journalists and they were just propaganda machines for the DNC. Don Lemon, I guess, being demoted to the morning was something that hit his ego. And then also having to share airtime with a few other hosts also hurt his ego as well. And he was upset with Caitlin Collins because, Michelle, she was literally, like he said, speaking over him on air. Like, I'm Don Lemon. When I'm speaking every word, it's as though it's the word of God. You cannot speak over me. And so he had a problem with her doing that. And the fact that the business had to say, you know what, Mr. Lemon, why don't you just leave today? Take the day off, cool off. And we'll talk about we'll talk about this later once you're a little bit more level headed. Here's another um, story. Cortez exploded as well. Why are we not surprised? Oh, yeah. Against this Muslim was actually American just entertaining to watch because like, well, it, you can just actually I saw somebody dub over German. It was a Hitler speech. And so you have basically like the words of Hitler in German. And it looked like it was coming out of AOC's mouth because the way she's moving, it's very like. Oh, and she's like pounding the podium. No. Yeah. But a lot of what she does tout is hate speech itself without restraint. And I have no problem with freedom of speech. She needs to speak that because that's her belief. But when she cannot be challenged, we cannot move forward. We can't work together. We can't, well, let's call you out on this. Let's be honest about this. There needs to be pushback back and forth, but it is no longer allowed. And in my well, mind, that's one of the worst of the insurrection problems that we're having in our society today. You know what AOC was saying? She was saying, basically, she was saying racism, misogynism, xenophobic targeting, pause, pause, modern Trumpian politics. AOC was on this, this rant basically in anger at the fact that 
Ilhan Omar was kicked off the committees. Swalwell was kicked out of his leadership position, rightfully. She was sitting here trying to speak up for anti-Semites and people that are compromised by Chinese spies. And uh, in the lawmakers in Congress, you're going to have a change at the leadership levels too. And Swallow had to go, Schiff had to go from the intelligence committee. That guy's compromised. Like that, that to me was the real insurrection was having people like that leading our government, frankly. For those of you who just saw our friend, Del Didwe just popped on. We're going to be doing a sports show next. Del is an amazing author of some of the best things that he's written. Since you saw him, I'm just going to put this on our live feed here. I don't know what, oh, yeah. just, what just happened. Are you still with me? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Rock. There, there we go. So <laughs> this is one of his books, but he's written some. The Bengal uh, Believer. That's a cool title. Yeah. He writes these amazing books on their devotions and they are with major sports stars. It's just amazing. At any rate, back to the story at hand here. Back to unspinning. Yeah, back to unspinning <laughs> there. There's been quite a few crazy things happening. Insurrection that we don't use the word. We only use it in one instance. But if we were to be honest with everything that's going on in our society, I think we'd see a deeper story. A couple other things that we wanted to get to was the Chinese relations with the U.S. is getting yeah. a little weird. Let's talk about that. So it scares the heck out of me because I have a kid who's four months old and he's going to be entering the world as an adult at a time where this potential situation could be way worse than it is today. We are discovering from one headline to the next that China, basically Chinese private equity is buying U.S. assets. We've heard stories of, of the Chinese buying up American farmland, of the Chinese buying up property that's near American military bases. The Chinese private equity groups are also buying up American military academies, including the New York Military Academy where, pre where President Trump went, private schools, boarding schools. They're buying up schools that basically train ROTC, ROTC leaders, our next generation of military leaders. So if you have the Chinese installing these CCP indoctrination Confucius institutes into all of these places of education that literally claim to educate our next generation of military leaders, like what could go wrong, right? Every military leader that we have in power moving forward is someone who's been groomed to agree with and subscribe to the Chinese way of life. That is crazy to me. In our country, we have to forbid the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, from buying up vital American assets, including our farmland. We just had this ridiculous balloon cross over the continental United States. This balloon was the size of three school buses lined up. It was huge. And we just watched it float across our country. And it went across Montana. It Literally, it went over three nuclear bases. And we just watched it. And it streamed data back to Beijing in real time. And now we have basically military experts, retired American generals saying it is possible at this rate that we will be in a hot war with China in 2025. That should scare everybody. Yeah, that sounds really like World should. War Three to me. It's extremely scary. And I think that this balloon activity was basically China testing the water. What will Biden do if we maybe do this over Taiwan? If we can do this over a mainland America, you know what? We could probably get away with doing more to, to be aggressive towards Taiwan and retake that. So I think we all need to be really honest about where we're going moving forward. And, and definitely we have to protect our military. We are not combat ready right now. We're more interested in the woke agenda than we are about training our next generation of military 
patriotic Americans, people that really want to serve the country and protect the country and, uh, and allow the American way to be the way for the world. We, we are a shining beacon of freedom. We are a beacon of hope for many. And in some ways, that's why our southern border is such a disaster. People actually want to come here. But the reason it's a real disaster, we know the truth. It's well, Biden's terrible policies. Yeah, and we're not really being honest. Lincoln or Biden could ever talk to this. China again because of a balloon. By the way, Donald Trump allowed a balloon to float over Florida in 2019 and didn't shoot False. it down. How weak? How sad? Okay. That, that was a debunked story. But then again, this is that is not pushed back. Again, this is the media. And the media ha should have a responsibility to broadcast a bit of truth. The media should be telling us that General Milley failed to tell President Trump that a Chinese balloon was floating over our country. It's for a for a, a military leader at that level to fail to share that information with the sitting president. Some people are saying that's treason. It's certainly a dereliction of duty. So to, to see the media not being corrected for that, it's just absurd. It is indeed. We this is where we're seeing weirder and weirder things happen in our society, and it is sad. And to bring it home in our final minutes here, I wanted to... I wanted to bring something up that shows how bad our society is getting. A bit of a satanic ritual, an American music icon, yep. the Grammys. Sam Smith is a non-binary man and transsexual man or woman or something. Presented the song, Sam Smith is a confused man. <laughs> he presented the song Unholy in a performance, and it really resembled a satanic ritual. It was absolutely, it was a horrific, and I'm not even going to show it because I decided, it is horrific. yuck, but don't worry, the Church of Satan says it was nothing particularly special. No, it isn't. It's particularly special. It's particularly sickening, and it's particularly sad, and a particular, maybe as my pastor said, a report card on the church. What? Not on society, but on the church. What are you standing for? What are you taking a stand for? How are you choosing to live your life? What are you allowing into your household? And that's something that we have to think about when we complain about society. Society starts in our home. Rightfully, Michelle, the Grammys were sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> and so. that's the funny thing that this whole satanic rituals going up on the Grammy, you know, during the Grammys and the song Unholy is playing and then up pops a Pfizer logo. <laughs> it was just, there were so many, like, the apocalypse is coming right now themes from the Grammys. But then I got to say, I saw this one Fox commentator, Cat Temp. She's pretty funny. She was like, wait a minute, but I thought, like, in the Bible, it's, Satan is supposed to be, like, this, like, attractive, like, dangerously sexy, like, thing, right? Like, temptation is supposed to be a part of it. But what you're these, like, hideous, like, people up on a stage frolicking around with like pyrotechnics and red lights she's like, if that's what hell is you know what if that's what sin is like i'm gonna be fine because like i don't want any of that <laughs> Keep, not attractive <laughs> I wanted to, yeah, it, it isn't. Something that else is not attractive. We'll be talking more in just a few moments in our sports show about uh, the Super Bowl and Super Bowl ads. Something that's not attractive about the Super Bowl is human trafficking. Something, and that's biggest in our country, and maybe the largest area of human trafficking, the second largest actually in the world, is during 
the Super Bowl. The biggest state right. for human trafficking is Arizona, where the Super Bowl is going to be held. But what I wanted to leave you guys with is that while $7 million per Super Bowl ad, what else could that be going to? There is an ad that I'd like you to think about, and it's the He Gets Us campaign. The He Gets Us campaign, there'll be two 90-second commercials during the Super Bowl. We're there to talk about how Jesus walked this earth, how he gets us, how he had been humiliated, how he had given his life, the victim of canceling, the ultimate canceling. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.